Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Today, our featured guest is Nick West. And Nick was born and raised right here in my backyard in Tampa for most of his life until 15 years old. From a divorced family, just like me, he moved to live with his dad when he was 15 uh, out in Panama, Panama City Beach. So that's here in Florida. Um, he was a kid that needed to always be around the cool kids. Dude, like Nick, that's me, man. Like, that's how I got into trouble, dude. I was trying to impress the cool kids. Uh, so Nick found himself at age 13 to 15 in a bunch of trouble, not going to school or church, uh, moved with his dad, and then started to get his act together. He made good friends, made grades, enjoyed going to school, etc. Shortly after moving, his dad purchased their first restaurant, and that was his job to keep his car, etc. He fell in love with being around people and seeing his dad being able to provide for the four boys, his four sons. It was a good run and ended up getting to numerous concepts. So he scaled the restaurant, the dad scaled the restaurant. And now today, I'm a fast forward, right, with this intro. Now today, uh, Nick finds himself in a, uh, another franchisable restaurant system and he's growing it. And uh, he's gonna talk to us not only about uh, his faith journey, but what I enjoy most is talking about how is he bringing his faith into his business in his day to day, especially in a business that he doesn't own. I think it's easier when you're the owner, when you're the founder and you can bring your, your prayer into your business. And if people don't like it, you say, Hey, this is my business. Good luck. Right. But what do you do when you're not the owner of your business? How do you still bring your faith into it? So we're going to talk about all these good things, but before we do, Hey, Nick, welcome to the show. Go ahead and uh, fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Yeah, thank you for having me on, Joseph. Uh, it's been a, an absolute blessing to be able to share a little bit of time with you all today. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm now 29, living back in uh, Tampa. Been here for four years. Uh, married to uh, my uh, girl of my dreams, uh, my wife, Sydney. Uh, we have uh, two beautiful children, a uh, three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and um, actually a four-week-old. So... Uh, not much, not having a lot of sleep, but that's all right. I got a, I got about five hours of sleep just for this uh, podcast today, so I could be hopefully alert and uh, share uh, a little bit of what I do. Um, yeah, I grew up in Tampa and uh, moved away, like you said, when I was uh, 15. Found myself in a lot of trouble, kind of running around mm. Tampa, you know, trying to impress, uh, you know, whomever. Um, you know, just kind of caught myself, you know, in a in a rut. And uh, luckily, um, you know, hindsight now, so you know. 
by the grace of God, he pulled me out of it and moved me to Panama City. And that's, you know, really, really where some transformation started to happen. Um, not 100%. It was really when actually my daughter was born um, three and a half years ago is when I found myself uh, falling on my knees and completely surrendering 100% mm. of my life over to him. Hold that thought right there. That was a great intrigue frame, right? So we're going to get into that story in a moment. But before we do, go ahead and share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Yeah, so um, business life and also personal life too. So I come from a divorced family. Um, you know, I love, love my dad. I love my mom. Uh, very, very close to both of them. Uh, my dad's still up in North Florida and my mom is uh, here in Tampa. But uh, what a lot of people don't know about me is that actually I come from um, – one of my, my, my father, uh, you know, was incarcerated, um, in my life when I was, uh, about nine to, uh, 13 years old. So, you know, that was in a, uh, you know, pretty prominent stage in my, um, life, you know, getting into, you know, being a teenager, uh, you know, kind of getting, you know, I'm the man of the household type of thing. And, you know, with a single mom, which, you know, she did absolutely, uh, she's a phenomenal mom. Now she's a phenomenal uh, grandma. She goes by Gigi now. Um, you know, so that's a lot of, uh, a lot of people don't know that about me and uh you know through my faith uh, uh journey i've been able to um break out of that chain and be able to share it um because it's all about just sharing it to that one person that you know has probably been holding on to something their whole life and you know they just haven't had the uh the to let go of the pride issue you know to let go of that and surrender and you know uh, get a, a dose of humility um to be able to share it yeah, I get that. It's so interesting, isn't it, Nick, how God just uses the pain and the struggle and the brokenness of our past life, especially our childhood, to actually call us into serving others in that very same area of brokenness. Isn't that awesome? It is. It's amazing. Yeah. So like, I really get that, you know, your dad's in jail, you're, you're only nine, from age nine to 13, your dad's in jail. And um, I think psychologically, or this research shows that boys, young boys, uh, age eight to 12 is the most critical formation years for a young boy, age eight to 12. And based on the male role models in their life, that's how they decide what type of man they're going to grow up to be. So like that's a critical four years. And in those four years, three of those four years, your dad's in jail. Like, and for you to come out and like turn your life around, dude, I just want to acknowledge you and honor you for that. That is not easy at all. It's difficult. Right. So yeah, really I well think, done. Go ahead. I think, you know, and the most important thing was to, um, you know, like I said, you know, hindsight 2020 now shows me that, you know, I, uh, I, I forgave my father instantly not not once during all that that he ever stopped loving me my brother um you know there was still always a, a, a very 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 strong relationship and there is today i mean i talk to my father every single day mm -hmm. um you know and, and a lot of what you know he's done is also kind of groomed me into what i am today so mm. you know it's, it's just amazing how god's grace works I think it's awesome, right? You took the step of forgiveness. And after we, we act on forgiveness and we don't always have the feeling like we don't desire to forgive, but when you act and you do it anyway, and you forgave your dad, normally God blesses you and us with those, the, we get to see like all the things we were missing, like all the blind spots, like 
how grateful you are for your dad and, and he loved you through the whole thing, right? So God like fills in all the gaps. So that's awesome. All right. So BC Nation, Broken Catholic Nation, here's why I invited Nick on the show, because I want to talk about not only his faith journey, and we're going to dig deeper right now for a few minutes, but then we're going to really get into how does he build faith into his business? Because as you know, you're an entrepreneur out there, you're, you're struggling, you're hustling, you're trying to build your first business, you're trying to make your first $100,000, and you feel like you have to live this dual, dual lifestyle, right? You have this duality. So you go to church on Sunday, you worship God, and then you, you go to work on Monday and you forget God, and you have what I call spiritual amnesia right? And you just show up in the world and you hustle and you grind and you crush it. And sometimes you mistreat people and you hurt people and they hurt you back and you don't forgive them and you hold bitterness and resentment and anger and all these other things. How do you, how do you bring that all together? How do you bring God into your business so that you have, so that you can stop living incongruently and start living authentically? and showing up authentically in your business as well as your personal life. That's why I brought Nick on the show. We're going to get into it. So Nick, here's what I want to ask you. Let's go high level, broad, real quick. Why do you think the world isn't working right now? Um, people have too much of a pride issue and you know, they, they, we tend to hold ourselves, you know, up on our own pedestal and you know, we want, uh, you know, people to, to always look up to us, which is fine. But, you know, I, I think, you know, when you let go, you fully let go and you fully let, you know, God come into your life and you stop compartmentalizing him, that's when you're going to start to see, you know, that paradigm shift in everything, you know, in, in your church life, in your work life, in your personal life, um, in your, I mean, shoot, in your gym time, <laughs> you know, wherever. When you let God into everything, I feel like that's when he's going to really move mountains, you know, to, to be a, a more of a level playing, playing field for you. I love it. So Nick, I'm going to do a little, a little plug here. Okay. What podcast do you listen to when you work out at the gym? Broken Catholic. Wait for it to drop every single Thursday. Man, BC Nation, you hear that? Stop wasting your time putting garbage content into your head. Like put in Broken Catholic, man. Let God speak to your heart. Even when you're working out at the gym. You're, you're building and transforming and growing your body. Why not be building and transforming and growing your soul at the same time? That's what Nick's doing every Thursday with Broken Catholic. You should too. All right. So Nick, you, you said surrender like your life to God, right? To let go, let God take over, et cetera. That is not easy to do because of our broken fallen nature, right? And as you said, we're prideful beings, and we want to play God, right? The original sin of Adam and Eve, right? The enemy whispers the temptation. You could be like gods, right? And they go, okay. And they bite the apple, right? Like, I want to be like God. That sounds cool. And here we are doing it. So it's, it's really difficult to let go of that primal, selfish, uh, prideful desire within us. How did you first experience God in your life? Like not in your head, but like literally in your heart. What are those top three tips or strategies that you use to let go of the control over your life and give it to God completely? Yeah. So real quick nutshell. Um, like I said, my, I met my wife, uh, back in 2012, um, met her actually at one of my dad's restaurants and, you know, just 
kind of knew that that was that was it like this is her um fast forward you know we we ended up moving i got a job traveled traveled for about six eight months uh didn't come home at all um and the company i was with was you know talking about orlando 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 so i was talking to her about orlando and she got her heart set on orlando so left the company and jumped to orlando on a leap of faith um that's what hindsight 2020 tells me today which is a straight leap of faith and um but he took me into Four River Smokehouse in Winter Park uh, and said, hey, let's go eat some barbecue. It was a Saturday in, uh, June, uh, in July, uh, you know, so in Orlando in July, it's like 110 degrees. You know, we're standing outside in a line of probably about 120, 150 people. And, um, you know, I noticed a sign that said, you know, closed on Sundays. I'm like, oh, wow, this is awesome. The owner loves NFL. So do I. So this would be a great little spot to work at, you know, <laughs> from the sports bar industry. With my dad, uh, you know, our busiest days were Sundays. So I was, you know, finding myself watching football at the restaurant. So I was like, oh, this would be a nice little change of pace. So, you know, I applied and interviewed. And anyways, I ended up getting the, the job back in September of 2014. And um, operating partner, Jeff Palermo, um, you know, I remember him asking me in the interview, you know, where would you like to be? And I said, eventually I'd like to be back to Tampa, you know, that's where my whole family is. And um, anyways, that happened for me in November of 2014. But September, when I was hired on September the 9th, we found out that Sydney was pregnant, um, like maybe like a week, a week and a half after I got the position. Um, so we moved, we get over to Tampa, Jeff and uh, John uh, Rivers moved us over, um, had a family house here that I lived in. And um, Sydney actually worked here in Carrollwood in the smokehouse in the sweet shop. And um, in March of 2015, uh, she went into preterm labor at 27 weeks. Um, so rushed her to the ER, uh, triage at St. Joseph's, and um, our daughter was, you know, by the grace of God, she was born healthy um, at 29 weeks in one day at two pounds, seven ounces. Well, when we got to triage, um, I remember I stepped outside and, you know, everything was just like, it was so surreal. It's like a, a feeling that you, you, I can't even describe it. The only thing I can describe, though, is that the way I describe it now is I, I, there was like this, 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 like, force coming down over me that pushed me down to my knees literally Joseph on the side of um McDill Boulevard right there at the women's hospital I was on the phone with actually my father and I was just bawling my eyes out just crying and um I, I fell to my knees and and you know hung up the phone and I just started I started praying and at the time I didn't know who I was praying to and you know how really big our God is and what he can do for us is you know just as long as we just open that doorway he's always constantly knocking He's always right there. He's walking parallel with us every single time. It's just a matter of when he's going to intersect with you. And at that given time right there, that's when he intersected with me. And, um, you know, from there, it was just, you know, another series. So of go ahead. And I, I'm going to pause you right there. What were you, what was going on inside of you? Like, what were you feeling as you feel this literally, like you're feeling a force pushing your physical body down to your knees? What, what were you feeling on the inside? What was, how would you describe it? A lot of anxiety um, until I fully just released it. And then all of a sudden, I mean, now it's easier to say it was the Holy Spirit that, in, you know, came in through me and you just gave me that, that mental peace that I needed. I mean, the easiest way to say it is just peace. And it was really crazy. I'm going to fast forward a little bit to about a year and a half after uh, Ellie was born. She was born on uh, March the 24th. Um, we're sitting out at uh, the convention center with our, with my father-in-law and uh, some of our family and um, Sydney's talking, conversing with another uh, person at the table. And I, I'm kind of 
you know, passively listening a little bit and I'm kind of in my conversation and, and I hear her say, she's like, yeah, the day before Ellie was born, I, I got up out of the hospital bed. Now look, listen, she was, she was in the hospital bed. She was on bed rest. Okay. So she, she couldn't get up out of the bed for anything really. And they kept doing this magnesium sulfate that, you know, when it, when they, you know, administered that to her, her whole body, you know, would just kind of like almost just, she said it felt like her skin was on fire. And uh, she had to go up and get to use restroom. She walks into the restroom, all right? She's standing in front of the mirror, and she says Nick was not in the room. He was outside of the room, but I, he was at the hospital. And this is on March the 23rd, okay? And she said she was standing there, and this, this overcoming sense of peace just, just came in and through her and said, everything's going to be just fine. Don't worry. And Joseph, I was outside of the room. And I was on the phone with my father and I told him, I was leaning up against the wall, my hand up against the wall and the words came out of my mouth. It was like the Holy Spirit was speaking in and through me and just telling him everything was going to be fine. And I had this like, this, this just overcoming sense of peace. And it was the same day that Sydney experienced this. And I found this out, you know, a year, a year later, you know, it's like, wow, like that's how big our God is, is that, you know, he, he, he will heal us. You know, and, and it just takes, you know, back to what you said. I mean, surrendering, surrendering your life over and, you know, not trying to always battle your own battles yourself. I mean, because you, you can't. I mean, at that point for me, like, there was nothing I could do. There's really nothing the doctors could do besides, you know, just keep giving magnesium sulfate. And even when they gave that, it's, she still came. Um, you know, just by the grace of God, she came healthy. And, you know, she spent 67 days in the NICU. And, you know, in the NICU, you know, it was a, it was a lot of um, strengthening for really me and Sydney. That's really what it was. I mean, we were strengthening our relationship with each other and also with our uh, Heavenly Father, too. Wow. That's powerful. I mean, your baby's born at two pounds, dude. Like, I was born at 10 and a half pounds. Like, just to give perspective, okay? Like, all my brothers, all three of us were 10, over 10 pounds. My poor mom, right? And then she had three girls as well. <laughs> So, but my point, I want to give perspective, BC Nation, like seven to 10 pounds is probably the average uh, weight of a baby when they're born nine months, right? Full term. And like Nick's baby is born at two pounds something ounces. Like that is very dangerous. And that she was born 100% healthy. What a blessing. Now, Nick, what was going on? Like, did you, had you surrendered your life to God at that point? Like fully? not a hundred, no, not fully, no. no so then, why do you think God came and met you where you were, even though your heart wasn't surrendered to Him? Why did He put you to your knees, give you that overwhelming sense of peace, give it to your wife as well, if you were like still turned away from Him? Uh, you know, I wasn't really ever fully turned away from Him. I just didn't really have the 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 knowledge of of who He is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and that moment was just the beginning, right? It was just, you know, what do they say? It's the, it's the first day for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that's really what it was. And so, I, I, like I said, I was with Four Rivers for only like five months at this time. Um, you know, and just, I mean, just some wild things happening. Like, I mean, I get promoted to general manager of our North Tampa location uh, May the 25th, okay? And uh, my daughter gets discharged May the 27th. <laughs> You know, and, and, and then, you know, that summer goes by and we're, we're, we're starting the construction in South Tampa. 
And um, I go and open that one up, you know, and, and in that following year, this is when it really happened. So the following year, we, um, our business, Four Rivers, you know, John started this company on a barbecue ministry. All right. And, and what I remember always, you know, I, I prayed when I was young. I, I remember praying when I was 12, 13 years old. And my prayer started to change whenever I was like 18, 19 years old. And I, and I started praying, I want to be with, I want to be with an organization and be a part of an organization that gives back and helps other people. Cause I feel like that's really where change happens. You know, you don't need to, you don't need to be the big person and stand on the big pedestal on a big stage to be able to create change. You know, we all have, which, and there's those people that can do it, but change really happens in the moment when you're in your community and you see the opportunity right in front of you and you don't have to care what other people are looking at. All right. And that's what John Rivers did. He left us, he was the CEO of, uh, of a big company valued at over $2 billion. And he left that company in 2007. Okay. Well, we all know what was happening in 2007. There was the economy was crashing. All right. And he, and he jumped out on a leap of faith and started this, uh, this ministry. It started off as a barbecue ministry for just helping people out. And then, you know, the people turned it into what it is today. And now we have 15 locations and to be able to see what we can do as a company, you know, we're, we're, we are, we are out in our communities helping our fellow neighbors out. And, you know, that, that, that's participating in the greater good of things. I mean, it, we can see the why and what we're doing and it motivates us to want to con- continue to, to participate in something a lot bigger than ourselves. Mm, I love it. And, so what might be one or two things that your company does to really bring your faith, to bring God into this ministry of, you know, you run a barbecue chain, right? A chain of restaurants. Uh, BC Nation, I acknowledge, I didn't give the name. It's Four Rivers Smokehouse. Uh, you can find him at the number four, rsmokehouse.com. So the number four, rsmokehouse.com. So Nick, like what, what are two or three things that your company does as an example um, to really be Jesus out in the world to others? Every time that we have a meeting, big meeting, we always open up in prayer. And, you know, we keep, we keep God always at the, at the center of our, everything that we do, we keep him right at the center. Um, you know, we don't try to force it our own agenda um, upon each other. We pray about it. And, you know, of course, we're going to have, you know, visionary, you know, we're going to have a visionary team and, you know, our, our vision may change. But, you know, our, our, when, when that happens, when we're keeping God right at the center. I mean, I, I run the Tampa market here and um, primarily really the Carrollwood location right now. And, um, you know, when I came back out here from South Tampa, you know, something that I wasn't very consistent in was uh, having a pre-shift uh, prayer. And mm-hmm. there's a, a team member out here that's been with us for over four years, and he's been consistent every single shift. You know, he, um, he has a prayer right after pre-shift. So, you know, that, that was like a way of, you know, God strengthening me to, to start doing it and, and you know, taking, uh, taking a lead after him. Uh, Nick, what was that like for you, like the first time or first few times you did this uh, pre-shift prayer, right, in front of like your organization? Was it scary? What was going on on the inside of you? Of course. I mean, there's, there was that anxiety there. Um, you know, you just, just, you know, excitement happens after action so you know once i took the action to do it you know then then there was that excitement you know and and that that's the fulfilling piece of it right i mean we all like to have that fulfillment you know and and you know it's just repetition just doing it. i remember john way back you know three years ago said you know 
praying is, you know, it's just like talking. He's our daddy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it's not as, you know, we tend to, we tend as us humans, we tend to overthink things and make things, you know, way more complex to be more, you know, difficult than what it really is, but it's not. And, um, you know, now we offer, we, we, we have a Bible study every Wednesday morning here in, uh, Carrollwood, you know, where we'll have, you know, four or five team members show up. Um, you know, I think another piece, you know, iron sharpens iron. So you got to get yourself involved. Um, you know, and, and back, uh, I'm going to back up a little bit now. So when, you know, so it came from the, you know, pushing down on the knees back in uh, 2015 when my daughter was born, <clears throat> went through, you know, opened up South Tampa. Okay. So we participated in this, uh, this, uh, nonprofit organization, um, CBNC Christian Businessmen's Connection for the, uh, the, the prayer breakfast, right? So gentleman walks in, you know, Hey, I'm with the prayer breakfast. Would you guys like to sponsor a table? So I'm like, yeah, you know, this is like right in line with our, uh, with our mission core values. Yeah. Got it. Cool. So I sent it off and, you know, we did it. So I went and, um, you know, this guy, Dan shock <laughs> comes walking up to the table. Um, you know, shock is his last name and he will shock you in some of the things he says. So he, um, introduces himself and you know he's like ah oh, four rivers i love four rivers best barbecue on the planet uh you know he, he knows the story shoot, probably better than i did um so anyways he, he comes into the restaurant a couple weeks after that prayer breakfast in april and he sits he comes in he asks me is nick west here you know so they're like yeah he's here so you know, kind of speak to him so i go out sit down with him you know and, and like within i think two minutes of the conversation just he's like you need to be in this group god's telling me that you need to be in this group i'm like what and he's like, let's pray about it. Just pray about it. Okay. So, you know, and I was just at that point, I'm like, you know, I had kind of like a, a flash forward thing of just maybe, maybe I do need to be in the group. So joined the group and, you know, actually we were meeting at your spot and at the GT building for a while. And, um, you know, I was so nervous, you know, going, walking into this, you know, just being the, the restaurant guy and, you know, young professionals group was a little intimidating, but, you know, it's just amazing how, God works in and through us and being a part of this group has now catapulted me into what I'm doing today and sticking with, you know, them and also, you know, the, the resources that, that John Rivers and, and, and our, and our team here at Four Rivers, they provide to us, you know, just, just taking that, making that decision to go all in and, you know, participate. You know, and, and that's where I've really seen the change. I mean, it's tough. It's hard sometimes to wake up at, at six o'clock in the morning and make it to your, make it to your meeting. But, you know, once you get there, it's like, man, I'm, I'm so glad I'm here. Like these issues that, that I'm dealing with. Wow. Everyone else has dealt with them too. I love what I love what you're talking about here, Nick. And I think that's so important, BC Nation. Learn from Nick right now. You need a faith accountability group around you. You do, right? Because spiritually, we are weak as humans. And faith is not a solo sport. It's not. You got to surround yourself with other strong in their faith people, individuals who really want to build you up, build up the kingdom of God, right? So plug in to that. Nick, what was like the, the number one mistake that you've made in your spiritual journey that looking back, you're like, oh man, what was I thinking? Why did I do that? What, what's that big hairy mistake? Oh man, <laughs> tough question. Um, you know, when, when things are going so good, 
and you know you're you tend to kind of just oh i'm i'm good i'm good i don't i don't i don't need this right now you know and then you just find yourself internally you start battling with some things and you know you have that mindset of like oh i'm good i'm good and you know you tend to you know kind of you you turn your back to God. God's not turning your back to him because as soon as you turn back, guess what? He's right there. He's right there. You know, he's, he's, he's right there, you know? And, but there may be some, like, there may be some setbacks from that, right? I mean, there's always a sense of accountability to everything that we do. You know, there's, there's good consequences and there's bad consequences and not saying God doesn't do anything bad. Um, but some of the decisions that we make may hinder our, our growth and, to where to where we're going you know and sometimes you know that those i look at the at the challenges as i don't look at it as like a setback i look at those as growth spurts because in each challenge that i go through i learn something different about myself and also i learn something different about my team too um you know so i i take these challenges you know i don't, I don't take them for granted like you know, sometimes it's good to go through a challenge it's good to you know perseverance is always going to make you stronger and you know but Unfortunately, some people like to turn away from that. They like to go run away from the problem. Well, you know, you may be able to run away from the problem today, but that doesn't mean in two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten years, it's gonna, it's not gonna show back up. And I am a firm believer that it will show back up, and it may show back up in in a in a form of way of fashion that you may not be able to handle it all by mm. yourself. Yeah, it and tends to come back with a with a vengeance, right? Like the things that we don't address, like they come back, they repeat themselves with a vengeance. And it's always worse, like the next time, Nick. Like at least that's been my life. It sounds like it's been yours. I'm a firm believer too. If I don't face this thing head on right now, it's just going to pop its ugly head back up and I'm not going to be ready for it. And it's going to take me out. So like to your question, you know, how do we bring yeah. faith in the workplace? You know, like, as a, as a general manager for our company, you know, um, you know, I, I oversee, you know, roughly 65 folks in, in one location and 40 in another. Um, that's a lot of personalities. And, you know, sometimes I think to myself, like, oh, I can, I can deal with this. I can get this. I can do this by myself. You know, I can run these numbers all, all good. Look, you can't, I can't. Um, I, I've learned very quickly, you know, when I, when I try to do that, I, I burn myself out really, really fast, you know, because I'm, I'm battling internally with myself. Uh, when I turn those issues over to God and I ask for his, his heavenly wisdom, um, it's really amazing how that transforms into, you know, what we do here. Uh, you know, people start coming in to my life, you know, and, and offering, you know, just some good knowledge, um, you know, and, and ways to have, you know, uh, constructive uh, talks with our team members, you know, to, mm -hmm. to lift them up and empower them. You know, if one thing that John – and our team does the best, you know, our operating team is, man, they, they have such a strong sense of empowerment to us um, to allow us to make decisions. Um, and even when we make decisions that don't 100% make sense, they're always there to, to forgive us and to, and to walk us through, you know, our, our decision making and to hope, and, and, you know, and to hope that it strengthens us to not make that decision again. It almost sounds similar to the way God treats us, right? Right. He, watches, he watches us make poor decisions and then he's right there beside us and he kind of coaches us through it and say, okay, do you see how that didn't work? Okay, here, I have a better plan. Now, BC Nation, I really appreciate what Nick just said and I, I, I want to uh, laser in on it because what he said in so many words is that 
he doesn't rely on his own strength anymore because it's not enough. Like he literally relies on God's wisdom, on God's strength to oversee all these different personalities, right? He's in a leadership position. Now there's two types of people in these positions. You have managers and you have leaders. Managers, they just tell people what to do and make sure they're doing it. That's it. Leaders inspire people to bring their best to what they're doing. And, and leaders duplicate themselves in others, right? And Nick, I think you're showing up that way in, in your business. Um, you know, something else I want to point out that, that you mentioned, excitement happens after action. I'm, I'm going to spin that a little. I'm going to say faith happens after action too, mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes like your whole life I'm hearing has been leaps of faith. And it was the leap of faith is the action before you actually had the faith to do so. Like you're scared, you know, when you got like a big choice in front of you. Do I move to Tampa? Do I not? What do I do with my kids? What do I do with my wife, et cetera? And you acted anyway. And that takes spiritual courage. Act anyway. God gives you the feelings after, right? He confirms it after like, hey, it was the right move. All right, so Nick, we're going to wrap this up. Man, this is great. I can keep talking with you, bro. But you got a full work day ahead. I got a full work day ahead. So we're speaking with Nick West. You can find him at Four Rivers Smokehouse. That is the number four, the letter R, as in rivers, and then smokehouse.com. So 4rsmokehouse.com. Nick, this is my favorite part of the show called Broken Catholic, right? So the name of this round is the confession round. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. All right. So the confession round, I'm going to ask you 12 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Hit me with it. All right, buddy. Nick, what's your favorite sound? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> Quiet is a good one. What's your least favorite sound? Oh, like metal screeching. Oh, I can't say that. It almost sounds like the background at your restaurant there. Yeah, yeah, like right now. That just right there. Yeah, that was those that. jarring metallic like sounds. Okay. Those hotel pans just clashing together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you most afraid of? Be real. People not trusting me. Hmm. Got it. What did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? Oh, I'm still in my 20s. Um, early 20s. Early 20s, worrying about what everyone else is doing. Yeah, I got that. What secret fear do you have about people? That they're not, they don't say who they, they truly are. Mm, got that. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Uh, that he is huge and he's in everything. Mm, love that. What do you wish you were better at? Um, sharing my faith uh, with sharing my faith and more opportunities that I've been given that, you know, back to that anxiety, you know, being afraid, not taking that, not fully, fully 100% taking that leap of faith. Yeah, got it. Which probably piggybacks right into this question. What dream are you secretly scared of pursuing? Um, you know, I would really, it's crazy, but I, I used to be terrified of public speaking. And now through my faith journey, I've 
I've really just had a heart for it, you know, with kids, especially like the, the younger ones, you know, the, the adolescent age. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of my big dreams would be to, you know, just continue to, to do public speaking to children. What would you speak to them about? I'm curious. Uh, about my childhood, you know, and where I've, where I came from. And, you know, even though, you know, it's, I, I'm still working my way up, but, you know, if you stay consistent and uh, authentic and you, 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 you listen, which that's really hard for us to do, especially at a young age, you know, to listen because we tend to think we know it all, um, that you can, uh, you know, your dreams could, they can change because they need to change. Um, or, you know, if, if, if it is a truthful dream, then it could, it could happen through, uh, you know, growth. I love it. Allowing that growth to happen. So I, I could see a clear message, you know, just because you come from a broken home doesn't mean you have to have a broken life, Correct. right? You could create the life that you want. So what's a new habit you want to form, Nick? Um, being way more consistent and getting up early in the morning and diving into the word, you know, the, the, our, I think the, the enemy works best of, you know, putting a, this, this concept in our mind that we don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially, you know, being in the restaurant industry, sometimes I find myself here, you know, at seven, seven o'clock in the morning, um, you know, and the next thing I know it's five o'clock and I'm heading home. Um, but just being more consistent on, you know, if it's either, you know, five, 10, 20, 30 minutes, an hour, it'd be great, uh, you know, to dive in to, uh, his work. Well, just so you know, I do a daily holy hour Facebook live every morning, 730 to 830. And you can watch the replay any time of day. You can watch it from the day before, dude. And it gives right. you that virtual accountability, just FYI. What's a bad habit you want to break? Oh, um, yeah. put my phone down, not worrying about emails and stuff like that. Just, just living, um, when I, when I'm at home with my family and my kids, um, you know, just putting that, putting that thing away and not, not worrying about it, just fully disconnecting. Yeah. And being present with the ones in front of you. Well, listen, I commend you because you, you did it this whole podcast. I didn't see you pick up your phone or look at your phone once. So if you could do it for me, you could do it for family, bro. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Pick, pick three words to describe who you are now. Um, faithful, um, humble and, uh, Hardworking. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in your life. Uh, very prideful. Uh, ignorant. And uh, not, not much of really people care, caring. Like I don't really care too much of what people thought. Yeah, I got it. So kind of disconnected, isolated. And last, last question, Nick, if you could come back to life after you died, tell your family and friends, look your kids in the eye and give them only one piece of advice. What would you say to them? Spend time in the word. Mm, Love it. Spend time in the word of God. Nick, any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not? Um, you know, not, not having a relationship with God is just, it, 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 uh, I feel like it's, it's, a, it's a path to destruction and uh, 
you know, I think that's also, you know, a big problem of today's society is, you know, we, we, we view ourselves as our own gods and, you know, eventually the truth comes out that we're not, <laughs> um, you know, and the ones that, you know, that, that, that submit, you know, to, to be humble and have a submissive heart is a choice. You know, we as uh, believers have to allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through us. And, you know, we have to, to put ourselves around people that are like-minded like ourselves. And, uh, you know, you, you, you learn from them and, you know, really you're learning from, you know, how the Holy Spirit is, is, is working in them and speaking through them. Really powerful, dude. Nick, what is the best way for Broken Catholic Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose? Yeah, so my email address is nick, N-I-C-K-W, at 4rsmokehouse.com, just like our website. So the number four, the letter R, smokehouse.com. Nick, you are a rock star for God, my friend. Keep building faith in your business. It may go unnoticed or it occurs that way to you, but no, it is not going unnoticed to the people around you in the workplace, dude. Even the atheist, even the agnostics are watching. They're watching. Are you the real thing? Are you the little Jesus, right? That C.S. Lewis talks about, right? Because that's what they're attracted to. It's not you. They're attracted to God within you. So keep doing what you're doing, bro. I see God in you. It's awesome, man. You're awesome. So I just want to wish you a blessed day. I wish you God's blessing on your life. Um, and your future and your family, brother. Thanks for being on Proke Catholic today. Thank you. All right. God bless. God bless. Thank you. Goodbye. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.